Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, guys. Can we hear you? Great atmosphere and great 10K racing. Just like really good vibes. Well, it's very competitive and everyone is like really involved. Yeah, I definitely want to come here when I'm older. It's really good and the atmosphere is fantastic and there's music on, people are drinking beers. It's, um, it's a festival of running, really. There's a stone in Highgate and a statue of a cat to mark the supposed spot where Dick Whittington refused to give up his dream to be Lord Mayor of London. And the city was indeed paved in gold. Now Parliament Hill Athletics Track here in Highgate is the venue for more dreams, more hard work, but more gold and rewards too. This is the home of the now famous night of the 10K PBs. This is the official podcast supported by British Athletics. I'm Michael. And I'm John. And coming up, we'll round up all of the 2019 results and razzmatazz from another unforgettable night of world-class athletics from right here in lane three with the beer and cheer and the man with the huge gong. It's Guy Gong! Guy Gong! On the way, we speak to the new European Cup winner and British 10K champion, Steph 12. To actually believe that I crossed the line winning, I still felt that they were going to come past me at any moment, so... Yeah, I can celebrate in a moment with a beer and just, yeah, take it all in. <laughs> we hear from Ailish McColgan on her 10K qualification for the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. Part of me is just relieved to almost tick that box and know that the 10K is, is an opportunity for me in Tokyo. Um, yeah, I've got a lot more training ahead. I think over the next year, I really need to build up mileage and training runs. Event director Ben Pochi looks back on another successful event. I love it and I'm really proud that everyone's come together to kind of help create it. And BBC newsreader Sophie Rayworth tells us how inspired she's been. Amazing, the atmosphere's fantastic. I'm watching the guys earlier on doing, I saw one of the races, and the, the slowest was 31 minutes for a 10K. <laughs> and you just think, wow. Let's do this. Get hot. Race is heating up now. We're not even halfway. Come on, but you're looking good, guys. 134 athletes, 69 men, 65 women from 28 nations. The best of Europe's 25 lappers 
were all here in Highgate to try and take the 10,000 meter European Cup title. Israel's reigning European champion and winner here last year, Lona Shentai Salpita, was the firm favourite and early frontrunner. But the British Championship title and a place at the World Championships in Doha and even the next Olympics in Tokyo in 2020 also up for grabs. With Steph Twell, Elisha McColgan and Alice Wright leading the British charge. So Salpita is still operating here at sub 31 minute pace. Well ahead of those green lights on the track. It's very clear that Twirl and McColgan are on 31-24 pace at this moment. And as they come past the 200 metres to go point, Highgate, you've got to make the noise. Steph Finney Twirl, she's kicking. She's kicking hard for the finish. This is going to be absolutely amazing. So coming underneath the Pro Direct running gantry, put your hands together for the winner of the women's A race, Steph. 12. Hi, I'm Steph Twell, and I'm the winner of the Night of the 10K BBs. <laughs> Steph, fantastic achievement for you tonight. British champion, European Cup champion, wow. a Doha 10K qualifying time, a Tokyo 2020 wow. qualifying time. Wow. What's going through your mind? What's the plan now? Um, if I'm completely honest, it hasn't sunk in. For about 9K of that race, I was in second or third. So to actually believe that I crossed the line winning, I still felt that they were going to come past me at any moment. So... Yeah, I can celebrate in a moment with a beer and just, yeah, take it all in. <laughs> it and feels this, great. <laughs> this, of course, is the place to celebrate with a beer because what an atmosphere. Do you know what? I read the reports that um, you could smell the beer on the tent, oh, from the tent, the, the marquees, and I feel it on the track, and I honestly did. And I was like, I want to be on your side of the track, but no, to come away with a PB now, I can't be happier. <laughs> and, and London is somewhere where you regularly win. You did the Westminster victory as well, and now yeah. this. Yeah. I mean, is the marathon the focus, or...? Are you thinking, right, OK, I need to go and win this medal at the, at the world? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, if I'm honest, I was quite nervous about this race because I raced it two years ago and um, it was a really long race. Um, from 6K on, I, I didn't pace it well. I kind of went a bit sl too slowly. Um, and, yeah, for me, I, it's always been about 12 weeks' time on September the 29th. And this was just a nice build-up to take off and see what sort of shape I was in to then push up my mileage. But I can't believe how fast I ran the second lap. I, I, I can't wait to see the splits. I can't wait to see the results because... I think it was a really uh, uh, faster second half, so yeah. And what was it like taking or going past the European 10,000 metre champion? Is she really? Oh my God. I, I, do you know, I didn't even think of that. To me, she was just another athlete to compete against. And I think that's the way you go into the race. I did respect her very early on. I respected Alice. I respected Ailish. Um, I really thought those girls were here to go away with the run. I thought I was going to be back in the pack just with the lights. But the more that I got into the race, the more that my energy just kind of opened up my creativity came out and I just had my head down wanted to enjoy it but saved it for the last lap so the big occasions I love so yeah I'm really delighted well, many yeah. congratulations thank you for talking to us thank you so much Steph Twell's time of 31.08.13 was the sixth fastest time ever by a Briton grabbing European silver behind her was Ailish McColgan finishing her first ever 10k race on the track her personal best time of 31.16.76 was good enough to automatically qualify her for the World Championships in Doha. But she won't compete in the 10K there as she already has qualifying marks in the 1500 and 5000 metres. But that time also means that with a year to go to the Tokyo Olympics, she also has a qualifying time for the Games. Her coach and mum, 1991 world champion Liz McColgan, told us that was always their aim. We've got no intention to run the World Championship 10,000 metres. Um, today was all about um, Tokyo. Um, Ailish will run the 10K in Tokyo. 
and she needs to get a bit of experience here running 25 laps on the track, which she hasn't done yet. More from Liz McCoggan later in the official podcast, supported by British Athletics. Here's Ailish. Tonight, my expectation was to, to finish. <laughs> I didn't finish in Stanford last month, and it's just been just this bug sort of in my brain. Do you know what I mean? I keep thinking, oh, I can't do the 10, I can't do the 10. So, um, yeah, tonight I just wanted to finish and f- and feel strong enough. Um, so, yeah, I think I've got a lot to learn over the 10K. I think I'm not quite um, mentally, not quite there yet. And even training-wise, yeah, I mean, I'm running 45, 50 mile a week max. So I know I need, there's a lot more work to be done if I really want to concentrate on the 10K. But, I mean, considering where I've come from, a 3118 is, I'll take it for now, yeah. Um, but I think there's a lot more to come over my 5K this year. And that's that's really my main main aim of the year was to I want to break 1440 I've got had that in my mind now for probably about three years I want to go to uh, Joe Pavey's run 38 or 39 and I want to just sneak under her time if I could do that I'll be really happy so that's my main aim for the year and this was my mum wanted me to just get tough I suppose and use it as a, a hard training run because this is certainly my weak area is the 10k so yeah it's nice to switch it up considering I ran a four minute 1500 last week <laughs> a couple of weeks ago and this today I'll take it but yeah, I'm certainly not doing another 10k for a while, that's for sure. I'm going back to my 1500s and 5k's. Oh, so yeah. We spoke to your coach, or mum, as yeah. you call her, earlier on, and she told us that tonight, Tokyo 2020 and the 10k was in the plan. So from your point of view, is it job done now? Yeah, do you know what? I, I obviously set out, I wanted to do it in Stanford this year so that I could just avoid doing one again for another year. Um, and obviously Stanford didn't go to plan, so... Uh, yeah, part of me is just relieved to almost tick that box and know that the 10K is, is an opportunity for me in Tokyo. Um, yeah, I've got a lot more training ahead. I think over the next year, I really need to build up mileage and training runs to be able to attack that. I'd love to try and break 31 minutes. I feel like I'm capable of doing it, but I need yeah a lot more work to be done in order to do that. But for now, um, yeah, 5Ks. It's part of the plan moving up to Tokyo, for sure. And Ailish, what about the, the, the crowd here and the atmosphere here? How incredible is this? Do you know what it was? It was absolutely insane. Like, when I sort of dropped off the pace, for me, I think it's more of a mental thing. I just sort of fall off, and then I sort of feel sorry for myself a wee bit. But the crowd were going so crazy when the light caught me. And to be honest, when the light caught me, it, it panicked me a bit, and I thought, God, I, that's the time. That's qualifying time. I want to do it and get this out of the way. <laughs> and, uh yeah, the crowd, honestly, that last 600, I mean, I was—I felt like I was flying. <laughs> um, maybe I wasn't going as fast as I feel, but, yeah, I felt really strong over the last 600, and yet the last 2K I didn't. So the crowd, honestly, was a huge help. It was like a buzz. You sort of feel the buzz going through your body when you're running. It's, yeah, it's insane. So um, I'm glad I did Highgate. I'm really glad I did it. I'm glad I included it. And, yeah, I'll definitely be back again. I think it's by far one of the best events for spectators, noise, atmosphere, everything. Honestly, the whole 25 laps, I didn't count a single lap. And for me, usually, I'm like, oh, my God, 22. Oh, my God, 21 to go. Tonight, it was, like, not at all. I had no... Um, I didn't even know the number of the, on the board, to be honest. I was just running to the noise. So, yeah, it was an incredible experience. I loved it. Following Ailish McColgan's silver medal, the British team of McColgan, Verity Ockenden, Charlotte Arter, Sarah Inglis, Mari McLennan and Alice Wright won the European Cup team gold.
I'm really happy to get the gold medal with the team and bronze um, be the third Brit. But, you know, um, I came here really to get the time for the World Championships, which is 3150. Um, and I was, you know, um, 37 seconds off that, which is not what I wanted. Um, honestly, I was just proud to get round and um, be the third Brit in the end, yeah. Still to come, we speak to European medalist Andy Vernon, the gong man and British Athletics Major Events Director, Cherry Alexander. This is a special event, isn't it? Hugely special. I mean, you know, the atmosphere that's created here, it's the best platform for the athletes to perform. You know, it, it, the atmosphere here, it just drives the athletes' performance and everyone's having a great time and it absolutely opens it up to a wider audience, I think, than just the athletics fraternity or the core cohort that we normally deal with. I think it's, it's maybe a bit obvious, but each race people keep getting quicker and quicker and quicker. I'm really surprised how fast they're going around the track. <laughs> so am I, but also there's a man in a bright orange suit right behind you. My real identity is Ross Murray. Uh, I was a London 2012 Olympian. I ran in the 1500 metres and have a PB for the mile of 3.52. Describe exactly what you're wearing to us. Basically, a, an orange spandex, which covers the whole body, including the head. Uh, it's called a morph suit. Um, so that's what I'm wearing, um, with some holes cut out in my mouth and my eyes so I could A, C and B, breathe, both very important qualities when running. Uh, so no, it's really good fun, and I think it's good entertainment as well. So this is an elite sporting event. It's an event that is put on for athletes, as you say. What's more important, though? the spectators or the people that are participating huge question you know what it's both important as each other but if you get that balance right and you don't undermine one or the other that's why you get great events you know obviously we do the track and field events in, in the london stadium and when you get that balance of the wider audience opening the sport up to the wider public but always caring for the athletes you know in british athletics and European athletics, putting the athlete first so their performance can be done in the best atmosphere and, um, you know, technical side of it. But also, you know, you've got to create that short format, that engagement with the public. You've, it's both as it, one as important as the other, actually. What do you think about the man with the gong? <laughs> we love the man with the gong. We absolutely love him. My name's Guy Ellis, uh, and I am the gong man. Well, Gongman uh, plays a vital role in the functioning of this event, uh, and that's to bang the enormous gong that we have at the uh, finish line to notify everyone that they're entering the final lap of the race. I am clad in nothing but my lovely pair of underwear briefs, uh, and then a lot of gold body paint, which has been applied with varying success. Come down next year, and that's, that's the message, isn't it? You know, that's a fantastic message, but also, even with Anniversary Games in two weeks' time, we're now doing a women's only Couch to 5K, you know, the NHS campaign, and working with the BBC, Get Inspired, and we've already, we opened it up, and in 24 hours, we've got 1,200 uh, female runners coming, and then they'll also stay for the Anniversary Games in the afternoon, and that's what we've got to think about doing more and giving everybody the opportunity. But, you know... Running, you just can't get better than running. You just can't. My name is Sophie Rayworth, and I'm a newsreader, not a runner, but you know, I give it a go. That was incredible. <laughs> I've never raced a mile before in my life. Uh, that hurts. It's good though. It's over quickly. <laughs> I'm used to doing marathons where it goes on and on and on, but um, that was fun. And what about the man in the orange suit? I have no idea. Absolutely no clue. I didn't see him. 
thank God. <laughs> Apart from at the beginning, I think he was chasing us down, wasn't he? Yeah, it was amazing. Great to do it on a track. Uh, and what do you make of Highgate? Um, I've been here before watching my children in the London Youth Games, and I'm slightly embarrassed to say they're faster than me, I've now realised. Um, but anyway, no, it's great. It's a fantastic track and really lovely event. Actually, I've never been before. I've heard all about it. And it is amazing. The atmosphere is fantastic. And watching the guys earlier on doing, I saw one of the races, and the, the slowest was 31 minutes for a 10K. <laughs> and you just think, wow. Anyway, it's inspiring. And you do love your running. I you talk it. about your marathon running. You follow your social media. You're always out running. What can events like this do to get small boys, small girls out on their street, on their road, in their park, on their track? I think, I mean, for me, I discovered running. I ran a bit at school, but not very much. And then I left school and didn't run for another 15 years. And for me, I have to say that running has given me more confidence than virtually anything else in my life. And I really encourage my kids to do it. You can't force them. But I go and take my kids to park run and all those kind of events because I just think it gives them so much confidence. My 11-year-old son thrashes me regularly now over 5K. And it just, it's wonderful to see, even though I try to, uh, I try to beat him. It's wonderful to see the confidence gives children. Let's work together, guys. Let's push it on, push it on. Fantastic running, Highgate. This is the official podcast of the Night of the 10K PB, supported by British Athletics. Following the excitement of the women's race, it was the turn of the men's A race, the last event on track. The Great Britain and Northern Ireland team of Ben Connor, Nick Gulab, Matt Leach, Jack Gray, Adam Hickey and Andrew Hayes won the European Cup team silver medal. With Connor winning his first individual European Cup medal, grabbing bronze and becoming British champion, running under 28 minutes for the first time, but missing the World Championship qualifying time by just 17 seconds. I'm Ben Connor, British 10,000 metre champion. Sounds amazing. Um, it's my first senior British title. Uh, I won a couple as a junior, but this is my first senior one. And to do it on a, on a stage like this, is, uh, yeah, it's incredible. First of all, yeah, I couldn't have asked for a better night, really. Um, that 28 bar, uh, sub 28 barrier is a, a pretty special one to, to get. Not many, not many people have done it, especially not many Brits have done it. So, yeah, delighted to, uh, to break the 28-minute barrier. It's remarkable just how so many people can come out for just to watch people run 25 laps of a track. Um, it's incredible, and the atmosphere through the tents is just, yeah, it just gets better every year. It's just deafening. Um, yeah, I love it. I love it. It's the best feature on the calendar by far. You're just trying to stay relaxed as possible and not get carried away with it because it's so easy to put little surges. And I notice people put little surges coming through the tents just because of the atmosphere. It just lifts them. Um, so you have to try and keep that under wraps, um, which I haven't done in the past four years, uh, three years, sorry. Um, and I've kind of got carried away and put little surges in and it's, it comes back to bite you in the, in the backside really later on in the race. So, yeah, I've, I've definitely learned from the three years uh, previous to just stay relaxed as possible up until... Well, until you can. <laughs> My gut was telling me before the race just to try and win here and see where I am um, and see how close I am to the qualifying time. I didn't think I'd be that close. I know 17 seconds is still a long way, but I still didn't think I'd be, I'd be under 28 minutes and that close. So I need to decide in the next week whether I try and hit another 10K or go for the 5K time. So here's our leaders, Highgate. See Kripper in there looking great. Kaya in the Turkish vest, Moen behind him. Truly international field. Two Brits right on the back of that. Ben Collar, Nick Gulab. As soon as the pacemaker moved there, Kripper found himself in front. Is this the moment the race really comes alive at the front? Come on, Ben Connor. Come on, Nick Gulab. Who's it going to be? It's Gripper. Gripper kicks from Italy. It's Gripper from Italy. I'm happy for, uh, for this race, for my victory and uh, for my team. 
And what was it like out there in terms of the atmosphere and the crowd and everything else? Yeah, it's uh, very, very beautiful because uh, the race, this race is maybe it's first time uh, I watched this race in the world, in the Europe. It's uh, very, very beautiful because the people is, uh, in the track is very beautiful. And two gold medals? Yeah, yeah, two gold medals, I'm happy. Italy took the European Cup team title with Germany winning bronze. And as we've been hearing, one of the attractions of the night of the 10K PBs is the activity off the track. Every year, one of the main highlights is the question and answer event featuring big names from the sport. She is an absolute legend. She's won London, Tokyo, New York marathons. I mean, she has absolutely been there and done it. Put your hands together for Liz McColgan. I've always been a lover of 10k running and I don't find it boring, you know, I think it's really exciting. It's a race where you need to use a lot of like mental preparation as well as physical and I do think that you get some great exciting races. So for to see this tonight, and it's the first time I've been here, I just think it's great. I, I, you know, it's British endurance running at its best and it's actually shown the rest of the world how endurance running can be exciting and sexy again and it's brilliant to see everybody out having a great time and people running fast. He was the European Championship silver medalist over 10,000 in 2014 in Zurich. Sure, most of you will have watched that. He also got a bronze in the 5,000 for good measure. Please welcome Andy Vernon. I wouldn't say athletics is boring, but I think it, it needs something new and uh, it needs like this injection of uh, like charisma, I suppose, to, uh, you know, to, to make it more interesting for other people other than you know athletics lovers. We need to reach out to the wider population. And um, I think, you know, if we, if we could have It'd be hard to get something like this in a stadium, um, but you know, more athletics events like this, not only in Britain but around the world, would be um, yeah great just for introducing more people. I mean, I'm sure there's people here that have just walked past Hampstead Heath and thought, oh, "What's going on here?" Like, oh, I'll have a I'll have a little watch, and you know, and you know, it might get people into athletics, and and that's kind of what we need as well. Liz, in the Q and A, you said that winning the London Marathon was one of your highlights of your career this event kind of reminds me a bit about the start of the london marathon you know it was set up for to generate marathon yeah. runners for britain yeah. i think like you know um endurance running a lot of your training is long lonely and hard so to get a crowd like this and so close to you when you're running 25 laps because by the way you know it's 6.1 miles on the track sometimes you lose count of the track that you're running and i think it's great that they've got the little light system now because it sort of gives you a little focus on you know, when you're having a little bad patch and you see that light ahead, it gives you more motivation to try and keep with it and things. So there's a little gimmicks that are great. But I just think that just seeing so many people enthusiastic and get excited, you know, about pacing and watching what pacing they're doing and actually learning about the event rather than just watching people run around in a circle. They're actually looking to see what times they're running or whatever. And it just makes it really more enthusiastic, great atmosphere and more enjoyable for the athletes that are racing. You guys have deserved it. Go and get your beer. And uh, thank you very much for talking don't to us. Don't drink beer, so I'm missing out. <laughs> no, thank, thank you, you very much. What a race there in Highgate. Yeah, I'm Ben Pochi. I'm the uh, race director of Night the 10,000 Metre PBs. I think it, it just makes me proud to know so many amazing people that all come to make this event happen. And it makes me proud to be involved in the event because, you know, for years, I've been, I've been running since like 1984 with my club and I love it. But something you used to be I used to be you know a little bit embarrassed about it's not something you shout from the rooftops and but I know it's cool and it's for me obviously there are other cool elements to the sport but for me this coming together is it's a great thing to be able to show other people who don't aren't members of running clubs who maybe don't get it in the same way I think 
this is a really great platform to show all the passion, and that's 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 what I like about it. My dad's a massive athletics fan, and he, he heard the podcast and went, "Oh, I wish I was in London and go and see it." And I was like, "Yeah, it reminds me of growing up in the '80s watching Gateshead on a Friday night and, and Crystal Palace on a Friday night." And this is more—it's it's, it's probably better than those, but that's the the kind of flavour of it. Yeah, I think so. I, me too. I used to remember the days of Crystal Palace and the Oslo meets when I was a kid, and. And yeah, that's what we're trying to create here is that is that visceral feel of where you're sharing energy because you know what is running it's fight or flight, isn't it? So it's, it's all that animalistic energy, and I think you bring that together with the crowd, and there's some really raw, instinctive cheering, and that that for me is the energy. That that that's what I not recreate because I never thought that was possible, but creating something new, I think, and really allowing that high octane energy to come to the fore here. Yeah, so yeah, I love it, and I'm really proud that everyone's come together to kind of help create it. And walking around here, it casts my mind back to a London Marathon style event or a Great North Run where you've got 50, 60,000 people taking part, millions on the streets. They're 20, 30 years ahead of you, but could you see the day where this is in the public consciousness as one of those British sporting occasions? Oh, I really I really couldn't say that's a, that's a, that's a strong thing to say. I think um, I, would, I would just, for me, I think the, the value is that people leave this and they have memories that last a very long time. Memories where you know it's shared because they've met friends here again, they've reunited with old friends and we're trying to turn it into like a big social occasion for our sport. So no, I think, um, I'm not quite sure what it would become, but I, I know the big thing for me is that it becomes a, a really strong positive memory in people's lives in maybe years to come, whether it exists or not in the future or not, but it's something that stays in their memories. So, so that, that would be a, a real goal. And bigger and better next year? Yeah, why not? It's Olympic year. Got it, really, haven't we? So, yeah, Tokyo 2020, it'll be the GB trials, and everything goes up a notch when you mention the Olympics. So, um, yeah, I think we'll be going big. We'll be looking at, you know, Tokyo Japanese themes that we can do, and whole world of, uh, you know, already the mind boggles at what we could do from a catering to the entertainment. Uh, but, yeah, I think uh, we'll definitely go bigger. We'll try and invite more people, and we'll just try and celebrate our sport even in even more grand style. As we heard from Ben Pochi, this was the seventh edition of the night of the 10K PBs, and what a night. In total, there were 11 different events on track. Everyone who took part, the winners and the volunteers who made it happen, we say well done and congratulations. We think this event will go from strength to strength and get bigger and better. We hope you've also enjoyed hearing the colour and atmosphere of the event and the hashtag Lane 3 Beer and Cheer Wall of Sound now takes its rightful place in the British sporting summer alongside the strawberries and cream at Wimbledon and the leather on willow of Lords. Thank you for listening to the Night of the 10K PB's official podcast supported by British Athletics. Hi, I'm Molly Garrett. Uh, I run for South London Harriers and I was first on the first race of uh, this year's Night of the 10K PB's. I loved it. Brilliant. Um, there's, there's nothing like it in terms of support um, for a track race. Just, just the raw, the whole way around, every single lap, you just get, you know, most things you might get a clap at the start and you might get a clap at the finish but other than that people just don't care about 10k um, this is just so different so it's fantastic Will Green Serpentine 10k can be a long race even for 30 odd minutes but here it just it just it goes it goes because the crowd just take, it takes your mind off gets you in the zone it's superb you can't, it's one of the best events going it really is Corny, Mel Ryan La Petra Joritsma, Fontana Hi my name's Sean Fontana I've just won the men's uh, 10,000 metre D race today at Highgate and oh it was a bloody beautiful feeling I love it. I was trying to grab a beer off somebody in lane three. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think see the that that crowd and the, the atmosphere. 
it's, it's electric, like it's, it's some buzz. Hello, I'm Hannah Verbruggen, uh, I'm 26 years old. Um, I come from Belgium and um, I run uh, the 10K on the track. But I run my PB here, so next year I will be back. <laughs> my name is Mohamed Mohamed. I'm running for Hillen Athletics Club. I'm really, uh, I'm very happy uh, to run for uh, high gate 10,000 meter PB. Uh, unbelievable. I'm very happy. I'm uh, Nina Lawart from Belgium, and I won the B Reeks from uh, the 10K. In Belgium, if you have track, meetings on track or on street, there's so less people. This is a special for track meeting for me. Now come on Highgate as they come round. It's going to be one lap to go. The show's on. Like people are waiting for this. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.